0: Ramble. Get iXL now and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Is it recording? Yes.
1: Can they hear the just beautiful sexuality of this new mic in their ear holes now, you think? This new mic is just one of the most sensual things that I have ever listened to. I mean, I don't know if you can hear it, but it feels really intimate. Does it feel really intimate to you? Not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to today's Rotten Mango episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Sue. Um, I...
2: I'm your side host.
1: (laughs) Your side, your side hoe. (laughs) I'm your main host, Stephanie Sue. And then this is your side hoe, Mr. Mango (laughs) Butt. (laughs) That's what we're just going to call each other from now on. We're not your host. We're your (laughs) hoes. Do you believe in vampires?
2: Vampires? Yes. No
1: you don't believe in vampires Mm -mm. what is wrong with you like what what aspect do you not believe in like do you not believe that someone out there is looks like edward cullen looks like damon salvatore and is just walking around floating around with their shimmery ass skin and then just sucks on your blood and then falls in love with a mere mortal like me (laughs) what part do you not believe which part just
2: that they (laughs) fall in love with you
1: (laughs) today's story is going to be about the vampire of Japan, the Dracula of Japan. Yeah. And I know when you hear that, you're probably thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be one of those stories from like the 1800s where there was this dude who allegedly like drank blood, when in reality it was like the first batch of kombucha that was ever created. Like you get it. It's not going to be one of those stories that actually happened recently. And it's really creepy. It's a serial killer in Japan and his kind of nickname that they dubbed him was the Dracula killer. He starts murdering these young girls around the age of four and he starts drinking their blood and he cuts off their hands and eats their hands. His name is Sutomu, which honestly is not as scary as Dracula, but his name is Sutomo. I say it different every time, don't I? (laughs) His name is spelled T-S-U-T-O-M-U, Sutomu. And his last name is Miyazaki. I mean, is there an easier way to say his name throughout the entirety of this? Because I have a feeling it's just going to be a different name every time. (laughs) What about... So I do have a nickname for Sutomu Miyazaki. It's going to be... Mifa Su, su, su. <laughs>
2: Stop it.
1: Okay, okay, sorry. So, Sutomo. <sighs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to call him Tomu. Is that okay? I know I'm going to butcher it and then we're just going to have to repeat this conversation again in 5 minutes, so I'm just going to okay. call him Tomu. So, Tomu Miyazaki was born in Tokyo, Japan, and this is very interesting. And when I say interesting, I mean in like a really disgusting sad way. So, his dad's name is Katsumi Miyazaki, and he was married to a woman and they had a bunch of daughters together and then they had sutomu miyazaki now what's very interesting about this though is that his wife never got pregnant are you catching my drift you're probably thinking oh my god he was born out of wedlock like this is is that what that means no he's um he was born from an affair right he's he's Mm -hmm. a half sibling this is not his wife's kid and you're right neighbor's kid it's not his wife's kid
2: johnny's it's
1: (laughs) it's his daughter's kid yeah, that's in again. So instead he of reproducing... A, yeah, instead of reproducing with his wife, oh he decided to go into one of his eldest daughter's bedrooms and rape her. And then she became pregnant with oh. Tomu Miyazaki. So... I guess, I mean, I'm trying to make this family tree as organized as possible. He had a sister who was also his biological mom, and then he had his biological dad, and then he had someone that the world saw as his biological mom. So, like, the mom of the family that is the mom of all the other sisters and everyone but him, she was seen as his mom by everybody else. But everyone inside the family knew the little dark secret.
2: Oh, so everybody knew.
1: Yeah, inside the family. It seems like they were all aware from what i could gather i mean i don't know if his younger siblings knew because he would end up having more kids with his wife um and producing well i'd hope so i mean i can't confirm but i'm pretty sure it was his wife right they would have a little younger sister and maybe multiple younger sisters i think yes
2: what does the mother of the family feels about this
1: see that's the crazy thing because this happened in japan i mean i i browsed so many articles tried to translate i even came across this one article where you couldn't translate the page so then i was like copying and pasting it into like google translate i went through so many articles but i do think japan is a little bit more private on stuff like this Mm. so i couldn't even figure out which sibling he belonged to as a biological kid like i know it was one of his eldest sisters but i didn't know which one exactly
2: how many does he have
1: he has a couple older sisters yeah
2: they're all like of age that's possibly
1: we don't even know their ages from what I could find. Mm, yeah, I So know. they didn't say anything yeah, about Yeah, so maybe if you guys live in Japan, there's a lot more information out there, but I just know it's one of his eldest siblings, one of his mm. older sisters. So he's wow. a product of incest. Now, when he's a product of incest, I mean, we've talked about this briefly before in a whole podcast about incest and all the things that happen when you partake in incestuous activities. And one of them was that he was born super premature. So he was born early, and part of this was because he had a Lot of medical conditions, like a ton of medical conditions. And the one that was just going to really take a place in his life, like the one that we are going to talk about nonstop today, is that okay, if you're driving, please be careful, but look at your wrist. So when you look at your wrist, if you hold your hand fist up into the air, right? Now keep your wrist up like that, but point your fist down, then to the right, then to the left. I mean, you've got good dexterity, no? Like you've got full movement, probably, right? I mean, maybe. I guess that's... Like,
2: like your wrist can move? Like, Yes, like the if wrist you do
1: have... Like, yes, you can flick your wrist if you have not broken it. I mean, you get it. I don't want to put a disclaimer. You get it, okay? If you can flick your wrist, you know what I'm talking about. So he was missing something called the radiocarpal joint, which is like this joint that connects your wrist joint from your hand. So when this part is completely missing, I uh-huh. mean, it just kind of looks like a seamless... Like, you can't really... There's no joint to move it up and down. Uh-huh. Like, you can't move your hand. Without moving your wrist anymore It's like a
2: Lego arm
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a Lego arm Like you can kind of move your fingers But you can't really move your wrist oh. And I don't know I mean, I saw a picture of it And the only reason I'm bringing this up Is because a lot of people really make fun of him And I feel like something like this It doesn't sound that horrendous You know, there's people that are born without limbs right or yeah. something happens and they don't have limbs so we might be like okay that's really not a big deal but when I saw pictures on Reddit it um, I see I don't know if it's the fact that he didn't have the joint that made it look the way that it does but it just his hand looks really long and mm-hmm. his fingers are really skinny and they look really really long and he was a very 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 skinny man he's gonna grow up to be skinny and just very physically weak I mean let me look up a picture for you so, this is what it looks
2: like. Oh, my God. Yeah. that That is scary.
1: Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, they called him Dracula Hands, which I don't know if it's going to foreshadow the future because he ends up becoming the Dracula of Japan for a serial killer, right? Wow. But, yeah, it just kind of fused his wrist into his hands but and then, then you couldn't you, really twist it.
2: But if you look at just his face, he looks like such a normal dude
1: yeah he doesn't look like he has you know any like lasting effects from being born premature other than his hands so he it didn't really impact his whole body i would say if you compare this to the cannibalism the cannibal case that we did from japan he's also a free man he looks um he was suffering from a lot of things from being premature but it seems like he wasn't it doesn't seem like tomu was suffering that much other than his wrist right and so his wrist issue the It does take a big place in his life, though, because he has difficulty grabbing onto things. Mm. It's hard to hand things to people. He has a hard time picking up things. And he got really bullied for it. I would have a lot more sympathy, first of all, if he didn't end up becoming such a horrendous person. But imagine like you're so young and you just like want to hang out with these kids and you're trying to pick up this ball and you look around and everyone's picking up this ball. And you're like, why can't I fucking do it? And so you give it all your strength and you keep trying to pick up this ball. Meanwhile, all these kids that you wanted to play with, are now laughing at you because you can't pick up the ball right so they just kind of mocked him for his quote funny hands and they called him dracula hands now you would think that maybe when he goes home maybe his family life is okay maybe maybe he has a good relationship with his siblings you know especially because one of them could be his mom you get it but it wasn't his family life was horrendous so his sister's hated him i mean they really hated him because of the deformity they didn't really even hate him because he was a product of incest they were just like you look weird like we don't like you in your weird hands and so they didn't hang out with him they thought he was kind of a quote freak and then his mom which is not really his mom if you're following so mrs miyazaki who the whole world thought and believed to be his mom right the community believed to be his mom I can only imagine how complicated that relationship is. From all we can tell is that she was really distant. Maybe she decided not to deal with these emotions. And she was like, "Uh, fuck that. I'm just going to act like this kid does not exist. And that's exactly what she did. And then the dad did the same thing. Not because he was so ashamed. Not because he was like, oh, my God, I raped my daughter. And this is the product of my rape. Nothing like that. He was just like, I don't like you and your weird wrists. Like he dead ass did not want to have a relationship with his son because of his wrist. Not because he rapes his kid. I mean, it's crazy. And it just really took a toll on him. He was isolated completely from his family, all of his friends, all of these school kids. And it got to a point where he just he kind of gave up trying. He just was like, I'm just going to focus on my shit. So he starts doing really well in school. I mean, he got dreams. He got goals. And so elementary school, middle school, he was just academically speaking, fucking killing it. Really bad words to use around a serial killer. He was excelling academically. He was doing so well. He actually ends up going to like this high school that you have to get an entrance into and it was a really, really good high school and normal parents would be very, very proud of him but his parents really didn't give a fuck and so he ends up taking this bus to this high school and he's going every single day. It's super far. It's a super difficult school and all of the bullying got worse at this school. So he just kind of gives up and he fails. Like he just does not do well in school to the point where it was customary for every single person in this high school to get admitted into at least one of the colleges that they apply for, if not their best college that they ever applied for. Mm-hmm. But he got into none.
2: Wow. Yeah, so, so that's he really what, That's just his down, downfall right there.
1: Yeah, but then there's more downfalls. You think that he's hit rock bottom, but let me tell you that bottom's got a bottom and it's got a bottom. And so he starts working as a photo technician for his dad. So his dad runs a reputable newspaper business. And in this Tokyo area, he's actually really... He has a really good political influence. And when I say good, I'm not saying like he's an amazing politician. I'm just saying he has a considerable amount of political influence in the area because they cover lots of the politics. And so people are like trying to brown knows him. And they were a really well-respected family in this area. Again, <laughs> very, very interesting. Little did the public know that they were hiding these nasty little secrets, right? Wow. He starts working as this photo technician and he hates it. He's like, listen... This is the worst shit I've ever done in my life. I am so bored. This is not even the type of shit that I want to do. I don't want to go chasing around politicians with this little camera lens. I love anime. Um, I need to put it a quick disclaimer. The way that Japan at the time, not anymore, but at the time they talked about this case with the, t- the type of enthusiasm that some people talk about video games in the U.S., which is see. What does that mean? See. It's because he likes anime, and uh, that's why he's got all these weird ideas in his head. It's because they play too many shooting video games, you know? You get it. So they were really connecting anime and hentai and all of these things to his future crimes. When they raided his room, when the police went into his room, they found 6,000 DVDs of different variations of anime, of hentai, and of porn. Now, when I say anime, I would say that he liked a different variation of anime. He didn't really like, like, mainstream anime. Like, he really liked that shit that was about pedophiles. Like, he was like, if it has any sort of pedophilia undertones, like, I'm going to fucking buy it. I'm going to buy three copies of it, and I'm going to watch it all day. Like, anything that had underage girls that were like, ooh, like, don't hurt me. And then this old dude, like, being like, I can't rape you. Like, I'm going to rape you, you know? He was like, ooh, I like it.
2: He wants to be a pedophile.
1: Yeah, like it just started happening. So at first, I think it was just him consuming this anime, right? And he was like, wow, this is like really interesting. And most of it had to do with the bondage and mutilation of underage girls. So for example, the one that he was very inspired by was called Guinea Pig Number Two. And it was an anime series. And the second installment is called Flower of Flesh and blood and it's about a man who kidnaps a little girl and he kills her dismembers her and he chop chop chops off her head and her wrists is that not weird that's weird come on
2: are you just so he's a murderer
1: yeah, so, I mean, but I just thought it was so strange. Like, of all the things that you could decapitate and dismember, but specifically the head and the wrists. When of you the say wrists,
2: they're chopping off her hands.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm looking too weird. into it because he's going to do this to his future victims. And it this this entire movie itself, regardless Maybe, of, I, I mean, yeah. he has
2: such a... His hands are the most messed up part. Yeah. So that, to him, probably is one of the most sensitive... Oh, area.
1: oh yeah It gets really intense And this movie Even before the whole Tomu situation happened When this movie first came out There was this huge alleged controversy Where I don't know if you guys have heard of him Charlie Sheen The American actor with just more controversies than I can count. Charlie Sheen, not a great person. But allegedly, when he was at like the height of his fame, not when he was exposed for being scum, but when he was at the height of his fame, someone had given him a copy of this Japanese anime and was like, you should watch it. But it was a remake of it. So this was an animation that was now done with a bunch of real people. They were inspired by the manga and they were like, let's make this movie happen, right? The
2: one you're saying there, chop, chop, chop?
1: Yes. And they were like, no, it's wow. like all CGI. But allegedly, Charlie Sheen saw it and believed it was a snuff film. And he reported it to the FBI to investigate, which uh-huh. they concluded it was not a snuff film. And the reason that I say allegedly to this is because apparently this story has been passed around and retold so many times by so many different people perspectives because of how crazy it is like can you imagine a hollywood actor that was like an a list back then believed that a film that his you know film buddy gave him was a snuff film so then the fbi gets involved mm-hmm. and it's like this international film Ooh, spooky right yeah. so it's we don't really know if he called it the fbi but it does seem like charlie sheen was very put off by the film hmm so that's why I say allegedly. And this was one of his favorites. He was like, that shit is so good. Right. And then he was like, you know what? But it's not as good as porn. So he starts collecting a bunch of porn. I'm talking DVDs. B. It's like you got to be so dedicated to that porn game to have DVDs. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's got that VHS. He's got that DVD of porn. <laughs> Sorry and he's got tons of it but here's the very very two very strange things about japanese law the first law was i don't know if they're still doing this but at the time there were laws in japan against blurring pubic hair so like if i was a sex worker and i was um i was a porn star right i had to censor out any pubic hair i had but i didn't have to censor out my actual vagina i don't know if it's still like that but at the time when this took place those were the laws so he was like this is really weird right like i don't really like this like i want to see everything and this blur is like really affecting me because the blur of the pubic hair is like going into the genital area and then i can't see the vagina the way that i (laughs) want to see it (laughs)
2: really really aggressive okay
1: sorry and um if you think that's aggressive it's about to get worse right so he was like okay well it's also a very cultural thing i know some people who have only seen like american porn right or like um different areas, they're going to be like, what do you mean? What's pubic hair? We don't have any (laughs) Um, in Japan and a lot of places in Asia. It's actually very weird to not have pubic hair. Like it's very sexy to have pubic hair. So then it would kind of be weird for these porn stars to shave off this pubic hair because it had to be blurred out. They'd rather have the pubic hair and then blur it out, if that makes any sense. So you couldn't really get a plethora of porn where they didn't blur it out because they all had pubic hair.
2: Well, thanks for this uh, history yeah. knowledge. List. It's a
1: history lesson. If you're listening to this with anyone else around you, just let them know. This an is history. Educational
2: podcast.
1: Yes, this is not raunchy. <laughs> this is purely educational. And it's really about to get more educational because this made my blood boil. So he decides, wait a second. What group of people don't have pubic hair? Well, we can't watch Western porn. What, oh what else? Oh my God! Yes, child porn. So he starts collecting a lot of child pornography. I mean, these are all
2: illegal stuff that he's Um, doing.
1: Actually, no. So Japan did not make child porn illegal until 1999.
2: So this was before 1999? Yes, when he was collecting all this
1: child porn. So it was legal.
2: Holy shit.
1: Yeah so I think the way That their law I mean I tried to look Was into Was it like it. a
2: loophole Or
1: So again I tried to look into it And I just did not Want to be like Okay there are some things I will google anything I will google How to dissolve a body In 60 seconds In a bathtub You know I will google this shit But I will not google yeah, A lot that has to do true. With child porn I don't even like Typing that word that's I true. don't even Like to learn about it So I tried to go down Like a Wikipedia Little wormhole So I would just Click it on other links Instead of typing it and myself, I don't know why I'm so paranoid about this. I'm just like, I don't even. It's uh, it just grosses yeah. me out. I just don't. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so apparently in Japan, obviously if you assault a kid or if you touch a kid or anything like that, it's very illegal. And if you film it, it's illegal. But having it in your possession and watching it is not illegal. Mm. And purchasing it at the time was not illegal mm. as long as you weren't producing it and as long as you were not in it.
2: Got it. Got it. So it's it seems like they haven't. You know affected yeah. the law around all mm-hmm. of these yeah. And
1: then they made it illegal To have it in your possession And then that was in like 1999 yeah. Okay I mean, just 6,000 DVDs of it. So much porn. And I don't know if this is um, pertinent to the story, but one of his high school friends, they were interviewed later and they said, listen, I just want want everyone to know about his penis. (laughs) Like, I want to tell the world about this serial killer's penis. And this high school buddy of his that had seen him naked because they do like locker room changes and stuff. And he said that his penis in high school (sighs) was, (laughs) I'm sorry, It was thinner than a pencil and shorter than a toothpick. I don't know if that's pertinent to the story, but it does have to do with the fact that he never, ever hung out with anyone his age. So he never even attempted to really talk to girls his age. He just always felt like he wasn't good enough for them like he wasn't of that level so he was very obsessed with little girls because these girls they don't know what sex is they don't know what a penis is they don't know anything they're just literally trying to learn their ABCs and he's like this is this is great so he started going to these tennis courts and he loved the tennis courts because he would take his camera there and he would find these groups of like teenagers or underage kids trying to learn tennis and he would sneak up on them and like hide in the bushes and try to take pictures of the woman up their skirts their tennis skirts Mm. and that was his favorite thing. And of course, like every other serial killer, where are the fucking cats? Where are the cats, dude? Well, let me tell you. There's three, no, there's two cats involved in this story. There was a lot of animal abuse, okay? So his first cat that he ever murdered, he decided to see what it felt like to throw a cat into the river and watch it drown. And he just kind of thought it was like a funny thing. He didn't really think anything of it. Like the cat was annoying and he was like, obviously, I must drown it in the river. And then cat number two, he was like, you know what? Drowning it was really funny. With cat number one, but I think we can do better. So he boiled this massive pot of water and threw the cat no. in the water while the cat was alive. Oh man. Yeah. And then he found a dog and he was like, hey, come here, little doggy. You're so cute. And then he strangled the dog with a wire. So there was a lot of animal abuse, which again, these are red flags. Like if I was a parent and my kid ever abused an animal, I mean, we are seeing psychologists day after day after day. But his parents, they kind of knew about it and they didn't really do anything. They were like, whatever, he's already forked up. We don't even care about him. Right. So they did not bring him to get professional help because who knows where the story would have led if he got some help. But he didn't. So his problems persist. He's completely isolated. He's grown up now. He's depressed. He's super. Suicidal, and he's around 25 when this takes place but there was one person in his life that he didn't really see too much of but was somebody that really loved him and that was his grandpa I mean his grandpa was the only person that kind of supported him wanted to teach him how to be you know more dexterous I guess with his wrist and was trying to help him develop as a person and he always felt like he let his grandpa down but when he's 25 his grandpa ends up passing away and it gets really weird. It's I mean it's so devastating. Yes, very devastating. I don't even know what that would feel like to like the one person you feel like cares about you, like the only person and mm-hmm. they die. Yeah. He he felt like in order to feel connected to his grandpa and stay connected that he would have to eat his grandpa's ashes. Oh, wow. He consumed a lot of his grandpa's ashes. I mean, everything just kind of went downhill from there. I don't know. Some people, there's a group of people on Reddit that say, listen, the fact that he consumed his grandfather's ashes almost could have done something to his brain because a lot of this that starts happening is almost immediately afterwards. All of the murders start taking place almost immediately afterwards, right? So I don't know if that's true. I've never really done the study of like eating ashes Psychologically Whether it's in his head now He's like this crazy person Who eats his grandpa's ashes Mm -hmm. And now he must be even crazier And become the true monster You know Mm -hmm. Or if genuinely Something like there's like a chemical imbalance that happens after eating ashes. I have no idea.
2: I feel like it's just such a huge life trauma, I would say, Yeah,
1: I think it's more of the trauma. If
2: he was depressed and he's Mm -hmm. going through all of this and the only person that he loves is gone, maybe he's just feel like there's nothing to lose. No hope, no coming back.
1: And then almost instantaneously, him and his family become more isolated than ever before. so he continues to live with his family even after the fact but he just would never talk to any of them that's because when his youngest sister was showering he decided to go and open the door and just stare at her he just wanted to see her his own sister naked And obviously, this is going to be very disturbing for the youngest sister. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get out of here. And so she starts yelling at him and he gets so mad that she has the audacity to kick him out of the bathroom that he runs into the bathroom, grabs her by the head and smashes her head against the bathtub.
2: anybody else home?
1: Yeah, and so she's alive, obviously badly hurt and incredibly traumatized, and she goes and tells the mom, right? Her biological mom, not his biological mom, but the mom figure of the family. And she gets really upset, and she's like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Is this from all the weird videos you're watching? Like, is this from the weird anime that you watch? Like, I told you to stop watching those videos, and you should focus on work like you're a no-lifer, like you're not gonna have a future, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he immediately just snaps and beats the shit out of his mom well you get it the mom figure not his biological mom
2: holy shit and the dad
1: and the dad just stopped talking to him and i mean they all just kind of stopped talking to him that was about it like they he still lived in the house (laughs) they just didn't really talk to him they're just like let's just ignore him because he's psychotic couple days after his 26th birthday. And this was all just happening like right off the bat, like consecutively, like boom, 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 boom bits. Right. Mm -hmm. And so his 26th birthday happens. And then the day after he's so depressed and he's just driving around when he sees a little girl. Marie Kono and she's four years old and she was playing at a friend's house when a car pulls up and it's this nice looking dude and he's like listen I got some candy in my car like I got these cool things in my car do you want to get in my car right and she was like I mean I I guess and so she gets into his car into Mm -hmm. Tomu's car Mm -hmm. and he drives her to a wooded area
2: nobody saw that no oh yeah so
1: she was like hanging out at her friend's house and then she had like walked away and then he was like hey come here Mm, yeah got it And so she gets into the car and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna give you some candy bits. And so he drives her to a wooded area. Mm -hmm. And this is when he forces her to let him take pictures of her. Now, the pictures at first were fully clothed, right? So she had all of her clothes on and it was just like her like posing with a tree, like posing in the woods. I mean, very, very creepy stuff. But maybe not illegal i mean i don't really know right and so he's like taking all these pictures while he's talking to her and then he was like oh my god this is taking too like forever i think he was trying to convince her to take her clothes off Mm -hmm. but she just was not having it because like who would and she's four and she's smart and so then he just walks up to her and in this anger he strangles her he chokes this four-year-old girl until she dies that's when he takes off all of her clothes and keeps taking pictures with his polaroid camera he starts sexually abusing her so he's a necrophile i mean he just has you name all the scariest stuff serial killers do and he's got it all i mean he strangles people he abuses sexually abuses people he's a pedophile he's a necrophiliac right? but this
2: was his first time doing it to a human
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and he will even eat them he'll drink their blood so there's cannibalism involved I mean there's just vampirism involved there's just so much weird stuff right and so he sexually abuses her takes more pictures of her and then he just leaves her in the woods completely naked so he takes all of the clothes with her as almost like this trophy like he's like ooh I've got these clothes like this is my first real big kid crime I'm gonna take these clothes home and so he takes these clothes home and then a couple weeks later he returns back to the woods where he left her Uh and he Starts cutting off her hands and feet as trophies.
2: She's not found.
1: No, she was just decomposing. And the a couple re- weeks yeah, later, yeah. And the reason he did this is because, like I said, with his wrist, he really is not that strong of a person. And I would, I don't want to make a speculation because I have no idea, but a lot of people would s- assume that if he were to try to strangle someone much larger, like someone maybe. Like a 20 year old female, yeah. he wouldn't be able to, yeah. you know, but because these are young, young little kids, yeah. he was able to strangle them. And the reason that he doesn't cut off our hands and feet immediately is because he's waiting for the body to decompose so that it's easier for him to get through the flesh and bone. Yeah, so he leaves her to decompose for a couple weeks and then he comes. He takes her hands and her feet as his trophies and he hides them in his closet. Yeah.
2: Nobody smell anything or.
1: Yeah, nothing.
2: Wow.
1: I mean, I can already imagine the smell that was already coming from his room prior to all of this, I'm sure. He lives in a tiny room, and when you see pictures of it, every wall is stacked to the ceiling of DVDs and stuff. And his mattress is in the middle in front of a TV. I just would have anxiety of everything falling on me while I'm sleeping. Like an earthquake and then all these like just things are squishing you. But I... I I guess he didn't care. Different set of problems. Yeah, different set of anxieties and things we're scared of at night, right? And so he lets her fully decompose. And that's when he decides to take her remaining bones to his furnace at home and tries to kind of like make them into like a powder. Like he tries to cremate her, but then it doesn't end up working, okay? And during all of this, this is what's even crazier. He would constantly call Marie's family, what? Yeah. So they had put up over 50,000 posters across Tokyo, being like, Hello, have you seen this four year old girl? Like, please, we're desperate. Call this number on the poster if you've seen her, or call the Tokyo Police Department. Please, please, please call, right? Yeah. And so he got the family's number that way, and he would call Marie's family, and he would just breathe heavily. That's it. He would just oh breathe heavily. God. And if they didn't answer, he would just harass them with more calls. I mean, Marie's family remembers that one time they didn't pick up this unknown numbers call. And they would call for like 20 minutes straight. Like the phone would not stop ringing for 20 minutes. They'd decline it. Just keep ringing. Just keep ringing. Decline. Like for 20 minutes straight. Like he was just harassing them. What a and sick, crazy.
2: Yeah. Looks like he has no bottom line of something that he wouldn't do. Oh,
1: it gets worse. He starts shipping things yeah and I mean at this point I don't really think that Marie's family believed that this was the person that did something to their daughter for multiple reasons first of all they didn't have a body so how do we know that something happened to the daughter and Marie's family was very hopeful they just kind of held on to this hope that she was going to come back she Mm -hmm. had just you know gotten lost somewhere it was all going to be okay maybe someone kidnapped her but they were going to get her back right Mm -hmm. they were incredibly hopeful so they didn't really alert this to the police as maybe with such intensity as one would because i think that they were getting a lot of other prank calls i mean it's just a sad world that we live in that when you put your number out there even if it's for something as like a missing posters you might get a couple kids who are like haha let's just you know prank call them right six weeks later will be his second murder now before i really just dive deep in i want to talk to you about something okay A complete stranger once told me this And it completely just changed my life I mean I feel like a ton of people Will relate to this Because I feel like recently There's been this this huge rise In all of us making sure That our skincare doesn't have any paraffins It doesn't have any sulfates Harmful ingredients It matches our skin type You know it's gonna work for me Because it's going on my face You know it might work on your face But what about mine right And we have all this heavy emphasis on skincare But what about our scalp Did you know that your scalp is just an extension of that face i've been on a super long hair care journey of trying to find the right shampoo conditioner hair serum i mean you name it it's been a while now but i would say that i think i finally found it it's been about a couple years since i've been using function of beauty and let me tell you it has been life-changing wouldn't you say so Yes. So here's the amazing I'm a customer. thing. He's a customer too, and he barely has any hair. So, like, <laughs> that really says something, I think. <laughs> he's got no hair, but he's got his own little bottle of Function of Beauty in the shower, you know? It's hair care that's formulated specifically for you. So, here's how it works first, you take this quick but very thorough quiz, and you tell them about your hair. Then, the team determines the right blend of ingredients to use, and then they'll deliver it straight to your door. And it has super cute custom packaging. Your name's going to be on there because if you're like me and you share a shower with your fiance, he has his own formula i have my own formula don't touch my formula boo boo and you can even choose your favorite color your favorite scent if you get headaches you can even choose how much fragrance you have in yours and it's all vegan cruelty free and they never use sulfates or parabens is that not crazy
2: wild (laughs)
1: <laughs> he said wild and it's also the internet's top rated customized hair care brand right now. So go to functionofbeauty.com slash rotten to take your four part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order and let them know that you heard about it from us. Again, that's functionofbeauty.com rotten rotten (laughs) so back to murder number two (laughs) so six weeks later and that's a really really short amount of time i feel like we've talked about serial killers who haven't killed their next victim for like a year sometimes even two but six weeks later tomu is like i need my next fix so he finds this little seven-year-old girl and her name is masami yoshizawa And she's walking alongside the road and he's like, listen, I'm gonna need you to get in my car. Like I got hella candy. And she's like, what kind of candy? And he's like, the one that you like. What's your favorite candy? And she's like, I like strawberry candy. He's like, get in. I got it. And so because she's seven, she gets into the car and he drives to the first scene of the murder. Now, it's it was kind of hard to tell you in chronological order. Right. But this was um, six weeks after. So her body hadn't been taken into his furnace yet. So her bones were there still.
2: Okay. The he, first girl yeah. was the so did the second girl saw it?
1: Yeah, but she didn't really know what it was because she's seven, right? So she's Uh just like kind of like looking around like, why are we in the woods? Like you promised me candy. Why are you bringing me in the woods? Right. Uh And that's when she looks and he comes up behind her and strangles her until she dies. And then that's when he strips her of all of her clothes. And then he sexually abuses her post-mortem. So she's dead. And there was this one part that he gets traumatized by as he's sexually abusing her. Um, There was just something that happened. I don't really know exactly what it was, but her body kind of shuddered like Mm. she was dead. But there was like this reflex that happened. And he was so scared that he just grabbed all of his shit and he completely ran away and just drove off. And he was traumatized for that he said crazy very, very out of out
2: of all these yeah. things that he's done that's something that traumatized him.
1: yeah after watching child pornography after killing a kid and raping a kid he's like you know that was that was great That crosses the line you know i got boundaries <laughs> i'm like what and so then he would then go on what to was call. that like
2: he thinks there's some kind of spirit or yeah oh uh,
1: yeah And um, he would go on to then call the family a lot again. So (sighs) the family number two was getting a lot of just... Heavy breathing calls, just like family number one. Now, the police, they did associate the two disappearances together because the girls, they lived less than 12 miles apart from each other. So they were like, okay, this this has got to be a coincidence, right? But there, there was just no evidence of anything. There wasn't even bodies, so you couldn't really say that these girls had been murdered. They were just both missing. And then murder number three takes place. And her name is Erica Namba. Now, this one is just... This one's a little bit different. So he's she's walking home from a friend's house and she's four years old and he convinces her again to get into his car. So she hops up into his car and he drives her to an empty parking lot instead of the woods this time. So they're in this massive parking lot and okay. it had this massive wooded area behind this parking lot and he forces her this is the first time he does this while the girls are alive. OK, he forces her to undress in the back seat of his car. So she takes off all of her clothes because she's obviously scared of this random dude who is just pressuring her and she's crying. This four year old girl knows something bad is about to happen. So she's taking off all of her clothes and she's bawling her eyes out and he starts taking pictures of her in the dark. Now, this was around 7 p.m. So it was like sunset time. So it's dark outside. So he keeps his flash on on his camera because God forbid he doesn't get the right pictures. Right, And so Mm -hmm. he's sitting in the front seat And she's in the back crying And he's leaning over to the back Taking pictures of her with his flash on So Mm -hmm. then a car drives by And the headlights of the car Very briefly shine across Tomu's face and i think this really scared him because as that happened he sees that he was in the light of these headlights and then erica starts crying so he kind of panics and he puts on his gloves and he strangles her in the back of his car so he leans to the back and just starts choking erica and then she dies and he wraps her into the sheet and puts her into the trunk now I mean, he decides to grab her clothes. He grabs these clothes that he had taken from her and throws them into the back of the wooded area behind the parking lot, right? And as he's driving away with her in the trunk, Mm
0: -hmm. he turns
1: a corner and the front wheel of his car slips into like this little pothole. So now his car is completely stuck. He's got this murdered four-year-old girl inside of his trunk, completely naked, wrapped up in like a bed sheet, and now his car can't move. Like, this is not the time that you call AAA. I'm just saying, like, if you're a criminal, this is not not the time, right? So he's freaking out. He turns on his emergency lights, his hazard lights, and he opens up the trunk and he runs into the woods with Erica's wrapped body and he just tosses her into the woods. But he has to take the sheets because that could have his DNA, that could have his forensics, you know? He takes the sheets back and as he's walking back to his car to figure out what to do with his car now, there's two men standing observing his car. Like they've got their hands on their hips and they're like how do we help a good fella get his car out he's like hey like what are you guys doing here and they're like oh you're really in this pothole huh like you need some help Mm -hmm. he's like yeah that'd be nice so he casually walks to the trunk and places the sheet inside closes it and says you know i just was so distracted i um i thought i i thought i saw like something in the woods and anyways long story and so they're like do you want us to help you and he was like that'd be amazing so they help lift his car out of that pothole and the minute that the car is out he doesn't fucking say thank you he gets in without even looking at them without saying thanks and just speeds away
2: hmm wow Was that the two, did the two people, um, later they'll give,
1: they'll come forward, but they don't really give a substantial evidence. They actually kind of, um, some shit goes down. He decides to send a letter to Erica's family. So he's been calling the first two families, but for Erica's family, he wanted to give them a letter. So you know how you can do magazine clippings, like what you would think of like a stereotypical letter that you send to people, which you cut out the little letters of these magazines and then you clip them together. And it said, Erica, Cold, cough, throat, rest, death
2: So he picked out these words
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, Yeah, so that's all he said I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense Like she's cold in the woods She was coughing while he was choking her He choked her throat And then she is now resting because she's dead Mm -hmm, Right mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense But it still Doesn't really make sense Unless you know what happened Right And then the next day The worker of the youth nature house Which is what the parking lot Was associated with So they own this massive building And this massive parking lot And they go back into the woods And he really didn't go deep Into the woods Because he was in such a hurry To get out of there Because of that headlight scare That he just tossed her clothes Wherever he felt like No one would find it Right But they found it The next day They find Erica's clothes And now the parents Had obviously reported Erica missing So they're like Oh my god are these her clothes and they're like yes these are her clothes like where? why would she not have her clothes on and yeah. so the police start this massive search i mean they know that all three of these girls are you know they're related they're connected it's got to be the same person and then the next day they find erica's body
2: she's the first body They found?
1: Yeah, and they found her completely naked. Her hands and her feet were tied, and this was around an hour and 45 minutes from the house. So when he had picked her up from walking home, he had driven about an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. So it just was, I mean, they didn't really find any other clues. They didn't find fingerprints. They didn't find any forensics. They found nothing. And when all of this news broke out, the two men that helped the guy take the car out, I mean, what a coincidence, right? Yeah. They tell, they come forward and they tell the police, like, he had this sheet. He walked out of the woods. I mean, it was it was straight out of a horror movie. And the police are like, okay, like, what was the car that he was driving? So they were yeah. like, um, oh, shit. uh, I think it was a Toyota. I think it was a Toyota. Yeah, no, a Okay, can you show me the cars? No, it's that one. And so they point at a Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. And so the police, they check over 6,000 locals with Toyota Corollas in the area.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> Tomu drives a Nissan.
2: They messed up the car. Yeah. I mean, that's true, though. How do you remember something yeah. like that exactly at night?
1: See, that's the scariest thing. I'm so scared that I'm going to like witness something. And it's going to be something so small. And then later I I would feel like, oh, my God, if I just fucking could remember that, (laughs) you know, like, why can't I remember that? Like it would just I think it would just eat me alive. That's like a huge random fear of mine. Yeah. And um, so he was driving a Nissan. So again, he was in the clear. Now, of course, the police believe that this is a serial killer in their hands. I mean, these girls, they all live max 30 miles away from each other. So this is you're talking about a local. And all of the three families have been receiving heavy breathing phone calls. Very, very creepy. And then that's when he decides to do something even creepier. He goes to get the bones of Marie. Marie and he brings them to his house and then she sticks the bones into the furnace so he's trying to cremate Marie's bones this is victim number one so Uh he goes back to victim number one this had been many many months since she had been decomposing so she really was not there was no flesh left they were just all bones right and so he collects the bones and he's trying to cremate them in his own furnace but it's just not working because nobody can just cremate people in their own house right and so he's like okay well this is this kind of sucks I wanted to cremate her but it's fine so he grabs a couple of her teeth that he had, a bunch of the little ashes, but also some of the rest of the bones that he had. He takes a Polaroid of the pictures that Marie was wearing that day because he kept them like a little trophy. He didn't even want to give these clothes up. Like he wanted to keep them so he took a picture of it, right? Uh-huh. And he puts them all into a box with a card that says Marie cremated bones prove. And he places it right at the front doorstep of victim number one's house. So Marie's family, they open up the door and they see this box. Now they see several children's teeth, like very, very tiny teeth inside the box. They see bones inside the box and they see a Polaroid of her clothes. And this note, I mean, this note is very confusing because you have a lot of psychologists that study this note. And they said, you know, some people could see this as a challenge. It's like proof. You know, Marie cremated bones, proof, like, I'm such a badass serial killer. You can never prove it. Like, I, I dare you to try to prove it, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like it wasn't. You know, a lot of psychologists, after the fact, they think that maybe this was him, like, a sick, twisted type of sympathy type of move, Right it gets more complex. And so Marie's family immediately turned it over to the legal team and they send it to the Tokyo Dental University. And they said that, hey, listen, these, these are not a human's teeth. These are not Marie's teeth. It's just not. So they have this massive conference and they're telling the police and they're telling all the press and all these journalists and all these news stations. And they said, hey, listen, Tokyo Dental University did the studies and we don't believe that these are human teeth. These are not hu- Marie's teeth. These are not human's teeth. And even Marie's family, like Marie's mom was at the press conference and she was like crying. And she was like, like, this gives me hope, everyone. Please help me look for my daughter. Like, I know this isn't my daughter's teeth. Like, I know my daughter's out there. She's alive. Like, I have so much hope. Like, please bring my baby back to me. Right. And then later, the Tokyo Dental University realized that they got their Just their research was forked up. Okay, they were wrong. So they're like, fuck. And they had to call back Marie's parents and it completely just devastated them shattered them when they said actually not only are these teeth human teeth but they did match marie's dental records
2: wow
1: so they had this massive press conference. For what my kind gym. of
2: mistake is that? Come exactly. on, Exactly.
1: Like, how can you do that? Be double sure. Triple check. What the heck? And this really pissed off Tomu. I mean, he was watching all these press conferences and he was like, what do you mean they're not human teeth? I goddamn put human teeth inside that box. So they better be human teeth. And he gets so mad that he immediately writes a three page letter to Marie's family and to a bunch of local journalists titled Crime Confession. Yeah. And he said, listen, I'm the one that put the cardboard box at their house. Those are her remains. Those are her bones. And there's a pic of her from that day that I'm going to be including in this letter. So he puts a Polaroid of Marie that he took in the woods. So now it's kind of confirmed. Okay, this person was with Marie the day that she disappeared. And he writes, listen, the only reason that I am even writing this right now is because Marie's mom said that she had hope at the press conference. And I don't want Marie's mom to have so much hope in vain because Marie is dead. And mm. those remains are Marie's. Signed, Yuko Imada. Now, Yuko Imada, I don't speak Japanese, but what, from what I could research, apparently it's like a pun on, like if you say it, it could say, now I'll tell, but it also mm. sounds like a name. I see. So nobody really thought that that was, you know, the person's real name. Nobody was like, let's go into the records. Look, look, look up Yuko, right? Yeah. And so the confession causes a massive uproar. So first of all, they're like, um, what? Like, how did they get that wrong? The Tokyo Dental University? And secondly, handwriting experts are all over this case. And they couldn't even determine if this belonged to just a certain gender they couldn't even narrow it down which Mm. is kind of intense and a lot of people speculate maybe it had to do with his like wrist like maybe there's something you know and so they couldn't identify the gender they couldn't even identify any of that and then the police decided to deliver 500,000 leaflets like little brochures almost with a copy of this confession to nearby homes to be like do you know anyone that writes like this right
2: Mm, okay please
1: turn them in and nothing happened so then the police least they do gather some evidence from this next ship which is the fact fi- they find that the camera that took the picture of Marie the last pictures that were seen of her when she disappeared mm-hmm. was they were able to pinpoint the make and model of the camera but that doesn't really narrow things down and they also suspected that the wall like the, the box that they shipped everything in it had a double wall mm-hmm. and this was commonly used to ship camera lenses
2: Mm. Okay, so he, okay, okay, so they're tracing him down now. Yeah,
1: so that's kind of all they made out of the evidence. They didn't really, I mean, I don't really think it led them anywhere. Honestly, I think it just made things more complex. Sometimes you focus on these little things and it just like makes you go crazy and you just drive around the same clues, right? And so then the doctors spend weeks and they put Marie's body back together for burial. And this was really shocking and scary because they realized that the hands and her feet are missing. At the funeral the parents and all of their close family friends, you know, their loved ones, they plead to the press for the return of Marie's feet and hands because right now she, unless they get those back, she's in heaven, unable to walk or to eat. So I, I maybe there is like, a, I think, I mean, I guess it depends. Maybe there's a cultural significance or maybe it is just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone has different, beliefs of how people should rest right and so they were just pleading now the minute that they get home from their funeral they find a little letter on their doorstep and they open it up and it was signed by the same person yuko and it was just this huge poem about the decomposition process of marie's body and just was talking about oh my god when she was decomposing the bloating the smell i bet you you've never smelled anything like it before I mean, it suddenly seems so evil. Like, the first shipment, I mean, you kind of, am like, wow, these psychologists are saying that he's nice. I mean, I don't know. I don't believe it. But, like, okay, whatever. They're saying it's his sick, twisted sympathy. But then this one, I'm like, what was the reason? Why would you do that? And then he decides he's gotta lay low. So Tomu's like, holy shit, the funeral, this confession, you know, the hands and the feet being missing has just fueled Japanese media to just be talking about it nonstop. They're like, what kind of serial killer, what kind of sick person takes their hands and feet, like, of little girls that are four years old? And So he's like, okay, I got to stop stalking people. Like I got to stop killing people. So he stops until he can't hold it anymore. And he's like, oh, I got to go do something. So he goes to a local elementary school and he sees a bunch of girls playing around and he coerces one of them. He convinces one of these little girls in elementary school to take off her undies and he starts taking pictures of her private parts in the middle of this playground. And a neighbor saw it who's walking by. And it's like, what the fuck? Right. And starts running up to Tomu, who then just grabs his camera and runs away. And he just chased him off. And I'm just saying, I don't even know the amount of trauma that that's going to leave that little girl with. Mm -hmm. Makes me so mad. The final murder is just going to be the most gruesome murder. He is just going to the tennis courts and he's like, I'm going to take some pictures of girls up their skirts. I'm so freaking excited. And that's when he realizes that the courts are closed. So he's so disappointed. He's like, oh my gosh, all of these pictures up the skirt that I could be getting right now, I can't get them. And so he's mad. So then he decides to go to a nearby park and just let off some steam. And that's when he sees a girl by the name of Ayoko Namoto, right? And she's Five years old, and he sees her playing alone. So he's like, Hey, do you want me to take pictures of you in this playground? And she's like, um sure and so he starts taking pictures of her and he's like why don't you come down the slide and i'll take a picture of you and she's like okay and so she comes down the slide and he takes pictures of her fully clothed you know a little creepy but like when you're five you, you don't really think people are evil so you're like cool pictures right and then he she gets comfortable around him and he's like why don't we take pictures in my car like i've got candy i've got gum in my car and we could take pictures in the car and she's like okay so she literally she, like, hopped to the car because she was so excited to get some candy and gum. This breaks my heart, okay? And she gets into the back seat. He's in the front seat. And he's like, oh, yeah, you wanted gum, right? So he goes into his glove compartment. And he passes her a stick of gum. And that's when she notices his hands and his wrist. And she comments on it. And she said, what's wrong with your wrist?
2: Oh, no.
1: And he calmly looks at her, grabs his gloves out, puts on his gloves, And then he screams, here's what happens to kids who say stuff like that. And he starts strangling her in the back of his car. Just anger, right? And then he tapes her mouth. He ties her hands and feet together. He covers her body with sheets and then throws her into the trunk of the car. Now, this is the first time that he's going to do this and the last time. But he ends up taking the victim home. So he takes his corpse home. He brings her into his room abuses her for two days and takes pictures of her and videos of him abusing her dead corpse and Just a lot of nasty stuff and he'll also try to drink her blood Because he just really wanted to drink her blood in this one um, That's where the vampirism comes from and it's a whole other controversy he dismembers her hands and her feet And he starts eating them. He tries grilling her hand. So he put her hand in like a barbecue grill and was munching on it afterwards. And the rest of her body, he just kind of would keep in his closet, right? But after a couple days, I mean, the decomposition process is not to be taken lightly. She was starting to smell. He decides, okay, I need to get rid of her body before I get caught because this smell is intense. So he chops her up and he places her little torso into a local cemetery's public bathroom i mean just like the disrespect of that so that's her torso her hands were roasted and eaten and the rest of her body he decides to throw into the woods like 200 something meters from his house which is really dumb He just
2: threw it right outside of his house.
1: Yeah, which is why he realized after like a couple days, he's like, wait a second, is that too close to home? So then he goes back to get the rest of her like decapitated head, like the rest of her legs, you know, all of that. And then he stores her remains into like a little store closet that he has behind his bedroom.
2: What? So he brought him... Brought them back home
1: Yeah and then she was like Okay I'm gonna like Bring her into like A deeper woods later Right so then later A couple days later He brings her to a Different pair of woods And then burns her hair Burns her clothes Like tries to burn her And then leaves everything And then also leaves The blood stained Plastic bag And the sheets And then tries to Burn them all right
2: Uh huh (sighs)
1: Now, her torso would be found first at the public restroom at the cemetery. And this matched the age of her because she was reported missing. It matched her age. It matched her blood type. And they actually were able to get the stomach contents of the last meal that she ate.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And it matched. So uh-huh. it definitely was her and not any of the other girls. Uh-huh. Now, here's what's crazy. You would think that, you know, he's going to get caught by Japanese police. I mean, this is insane. How do you get away with killing so many little girls? I mean, I would say that out of all murder victims, children are the most high sought after. Like, you do not fuck with children. When you start fucking with children, that's when you're going to have, like, the whole force of the whole universe after you, right? Like, it's just not something that anyone will take lightly, ever. But he wasn't caught by the police. He was actually caught by a dad. Yeah, can you see how this...
2: His dad?
1: No, a regular civilian the next month he decides you know he still got the remains of his last victim in his little storage room some of it he's got some hands he's got little pieces here and there because he couldn't get rid of all of them and so then the next month he would think that he'd lay low or like I don't know just leave like do something I mean I'm not saying that I don't want him to get caught I'm just saying I just don't understand the mindset of this criminal and so then the next month he goes to another playground and he sees two sisters playing and he gets out of his car and this is how you know that he's disgusting and sick so the older sister she's nine years old and he didn't want anything to do with the older sister he was like no i want that four-year-old little girl and so he was like hey older sister why don't you stay here and i'm just gonna take your younger sister into the woods and give her some candy and somehow he persuaded the young little sister to follow him into the woods now the older sister though the nine-year-old she's smart she was like "Mm -mm, this is weird right so she immediately leaves to go get her dad. Her dad calls the police and runs to his younger daughter where the older sister said she was, right? In the woods with the dude, right? And he runs out there. And imagine how traumatizing this is. He finds his daughter naked with this old man. I mean, he's in his 20s. His, with this older dude with a camera in between oh, her legs. She's oh completely naked. And he looks over and he's, I mean, this dad, I don't blame him, is ready to go to jail. He's ready to murder this dude. And so he's chasing after him. He starts running away and he makes it back to his car. But guess what? Because the dad and the sister had already called the police. The police were waiting with the sister at the car. Yes so they arrest him now for the first time they they were like okay this has to do with the zero killings like this is too much you know it's one thing to take pictures of someone's skirt it's another thing to like get a four year old completely naked the same age as yeah. all the other victims and take these pictures I mean disgusting what is wrong with you right uh-huh. and so for 17 days he's interrogated he's kept in prison until he confesses to all of the murders
2: holy fuck
1: And so slowly they start finding the remains. They found the half-chewed hands of the first victim still in his closet. They found remnants of, you know, the roasted hands of the other victim. And they were actually able to return the hands and the feet to Marie's family. And they gave, they did another burial. Yeah. And so he's taken to trial. Because, I mean, he's already confessed to all of this. I mean, Japan is, like, just in shock. Now, there's multiple controversies that we're going to talk about. So the first one, well, we'll talk about them after the trial, okay? So you've got, like, the anime controversy because they did find 6,000 different tapes of, like, anime, hentai, porn, all of these things. Everyone's like, oh, my God, we should ban this from our community. It's kind of like the whole video game thing that we see in the U.S., right? And then you have the other people that are like, what the fork is this vampire drinking blood? That's why he got the name Dracula. So we're going to go into both, right? But first, the trial. So the dad refused to hire him an attorney. Um, he didn't want to get him a good attorney even though they did have the money because it would just be unfair to the victims and now this might make you like the dad but keep in mind he raped his daughter just saying and so then they decided to put on two public defense attorneys for him and they had to work really hard like no public defender was trying to defend this scum they were like no I'm actually busy no I'm actually booked like um, no I'm actually quitting <laughs> like nobody wanted to defend him and they found two that would defend him only because they did not they hated the death penalty so they said we don't like him but we're just going to make sure he doesn't get put to death like we just want to get him life in prison we don't think he's innocent right and the only way that they were going to do that is if he was deemed guess what insane right otherwise if you do that to young kids like if you there's a death penalty they're going to give it to you so they had six psychologists that studied him and they all found him fully capable of understanding his actions. So you had a couple separate teams. One team found that he had disassociative identity disorder, which means that he has alters, which means, you know, a lot of situations I'm not too familiar. So I don't want to speak on this when I have no idea and I'm an idiot. It means that you could possibly commit a crime without really knowing it because one of your alters could have committed that crime. I have seen cases of that. So only one
2: psychology.
1: Yeah. So like um, some of them said that, no, he has this. But Mm -hmm. just because he has this doesn't mean he's insane. Because as long as he understood his actions, then you committed the crime. This is no excuse, right? And then a couple of people said that, no, he's actually schizophrenic. Which I do see as a common diagnosis in a lot of serial killers. But again, this is one of those things where it doesn't really... You know, there's a lot of schizophrenic people who do not murder anyone and are just nice people. So again, that's not going to be an excuse. But they did find that he did have, you know, mental illnesses. We just couldn't get like a like a unanimous decision on which one it was. But there's definitely evidence. I mean, he's obvious something's going on. Right. And then some people said, well, actually, we just actually think he's a psychopath. Like, we don't really think he has any of that. He just has a personality disorder. He's a sociopath and a psychopath. And. The attorneys were really upset. They were like, please review this. Please review this because this is crazy. So if he's found competent in trial, he gets the death penalty. He dies. He's dead, right? But if he's found incompetent to stand trial, guess what he'll get? He'll go to a hospital for 12 to 13 years and then be released when he's, you know, early 40s.
2: That's crazy.
1: So the attorneys were really fighting for it. They were like, no, please. We got to make sure that he's seen as crazy. And they were just doing the most. So during the trial, you know, Tomu would just sit there saying some nonsensical shit. He would just be like, I don't even know where I am. Like, what's going on? Like, he would just act like he was crazy. Right. And then he would just spend most of his time drawing what's called the rat man. The what rat man. R.A.T. Like the little mouse. Right. Right. And he said that it was his altar and the rat man killed everyone.
2: So he's playing into this now.
1: Yeah. And so he was like, no, the rat man did it. I didn't do it. The rat man took over my body and then the rat man killed everyone and he did all of that and he drew these little cartoon figures of the rat man and would like hold them up in court as if like people are just gonna give him a fucking standing ovation for drawing like a stick character right mm-hmm. and then here's the crazy thing you would think like oh my god like he really wants to get off like he does not want to be sentenced to death right yeah. but when then the judge asked him to apologize to the parents of these young girls of these victims he says i refuse to apologize because what i did was an act of benevolence, was an act of just gracious. I did you guys a favor. What? Yeah. Why? Nobody knows. They were like, what? Like, just shut up. Just sit down. Like, they were like, nope, get him out of here. This is not what the parents need to hear right now. So they gave him the death penalty. Now, the first thing. Of course, like everybody else, was that he tried to appeal his death penalty, but it was going to be upheld. And then the second thing is, he said, listen, why are the Japanese like this? These are his words. He said, we don't need to hang people. Don't hang me. We should do it like the Americans. Can you just inject me with something instead of hanging me? I don't want to be hanged. And they were like, no, that's just how we do it. So get over it. He was sitting on death row. His dad ends up committing suicide.
2: What?
1: Yeah, and again, lots of people says it has to do with, you know, the Japanese culture of shame. Yeah, Like, if your kid does something, then it kind of falls on the parents, regardless of how old they are.
2: But did he expose the dad? Oh,
1: yeah, everything was exposed.
2: And then the dad killed himself? Yeah. Okay, well, Yeah. yeah.
1: So everything was exposed, that the dad, you know, raped his daughter. Yeah. All of that, the incest, all of that. Wow. you have the two controversies you have the controversy about the anime and the hentai people were saying you know you don't think that this is crazy that he was so obsessed he had six thousand copies of this you know some of the anime and the hentai that he had were very questionable they do all have kind of like pedophilia undertones right Mm -hmm. um very very strange stuff right Mm -hmm. and so there was just this huge moral debate in japan in japan for so long about it about should this be banned because you know when you're talking about hentai after all of the other things got banned hentai is a cartoon so if you were to draw an underage kid getting assaulted by someone who's not underage Mm -hmm. and you drew it right what happens then so that was just the whole debate personally i don't want to be that bitch but i'm gonna be that bitch i don't think it should be allowed
2: I thought it's not allowed. It's still allowed?
1: I mean, I think if you, it's, there's no victim. There's ways to get hentai of underage girls because it's fake porn, they're cartoons.
2: But still you. Can't well draw. I don't
1: know if it's legal or illegal But it you can get it easily From what I could find Again uh, I did not google it
2: Yeah that's freaking scary Yeah
1: so for me I just feel like this is one of those things Like no anything to do with kids I'm like no yeah. And then there was the huge debate about drinking blood right? So then vampirism became just like super under fire Because first of all drinking blood is like When you're talking about a serial killer who does it It's very very scary Very very creepy So disrespectful to the victims and the families And just like what 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 kind of depraved piece of shit are you, right? Mm -hmm. But it also calls into the question of like, do we make vampires look too cool on TV? and things like anime and you know yeah and all these things like do we make vampires look too cool and then there was also the debate of like maybe he genuinely identifies as a vampire like maybe he feels like a vampire and I was like okay let me look into this because vampires have always been a thing where I've always liked them on mainstream media like I love vampire tires I love Twilight you know all of that I love it but I never really understood the full depth of vampirism like what's the history so let me give you a quick history lesson because it was so interesting, okay? It all ties to the story. Hold on. So, the legend of the vampires, it dates back at least 4000 years. They're not the creatures that they are today. So when they first started writing about vampires and these legends, it was mainly for medical phenomenon. So when there would be like this huge disease that gets spread or a plague that happens or somebody dies, they'd be like, it's a vampire. And it was just a way for people to understand things that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. To blame it on some dude that bl- sucks your blood But actually it wasn't dudes So the first recorded vampires that I could find Started in Mesopotamian history And her name was Lamastu And now she was the daughter of Anu Who's the sky god right So she's the daughter of this massive god And she would creep into houses And she would kill babies So she would kill babies in the cribs So like if they're sleeping and they're like one years old She would kill them But mm-hmm. she could also kill them from inside your womb And you wouldn't even know Now that we look back at it 2020 time, now that we have the knowledge, we think that people made up lamatsu as a way to understand miscarriages and sudden infant death syndrome. Mm. so sudden infant death syndrome happened a lot back in the day because they didn't have a lot of like medical experience and it would actually be very rare for babies to survive like babies were known to like be born and then just die and Mm. there was no explanation for it like how can you explain it like they were just so healthy like they were plump they were glowing and then like they went to bed and then they died they use this as like oh like lamastu came into your house and then it gets weirder so then it got translated into jewish text and it started with a woman by the name of lilith She was prominent in Jewish text, and she was known as the original woman, right? Mm -hmm. So before Adam and Eve, there was actually Adam and Lilith, according to Jewish text. I know this is going to get a little bit weird because some people are going to be like, no, it was Adam and Eve. But I'm just talking about the text, okay? Mm -hmm. And the issue came about when Lilith was like, wait a second. Why do I have to be subservient to Adam? Because we came from the same place. We came from God. Mm-hmm. And you want me to do whatever Adam says, but I am the Lilith. And so she ends up running away from Adam and running away from Eden. And she starts birthing her own children. I don't know the logistics of this, um, but she just like started having children okay, by herself. And mm-hmm. that's when God allegedly sent three angels back to her and said, hey, you got to go back to Adam. You got to go back to your husband. OK, he's the original man and you're the original woman like this is how it's going to be. And she was like, um, No. And that's when the angels and God promised to kill 100 of her children every single day until she returned to Adam. And this really pissed Lilith off. She was like, what the fork? That's not cool. Mm -hmm. And so then Lilith vowed to destroy human children forever. So she, too, would go into the houses of human babies, steal them Mm -hmm. from their cribs, suck their blood, and suck them out of pregnant women. She would eat the fetuses. Mm -hmm. And then it got translated into Greek mythology by Lamia. So we all know Zeus. Zeus is like the god of everything, okay? And now Zeus has a goddess wife, who is also his sister. So (laughs) love incest, okay? So her name was Hera, Hera. I think you can call her Hera and Hera. So there's like different variations of her name, right? So then he decides, you know what? I'm Zeus. So I can have so many lovers. And one of the lovers that he takes on is by Lamia. And she's mortal. So she's a human. So she's going to die, okay? Now Hera was so jealous. His sister slash wife slash goddess was so jealous of this mortal being who was just spending all of her fucking time with Zeus. And so she's like, mm-mm, I don't like this. And so Zeus starts impregnating his mistress, Lamia. And so his wife, his sister wife, is like, nope, I'm going to make her so crazy. I'm going to make this mortal so crazy. I'm going to make this mortal mistress so insane that she's going to eat her own children the minute that it comes out of her. So she's going to give birth to a child and then she's going to fucking eat her child. okay? and now that's exactly what Lamia does for years and years and years until she snaps out of it and she realizes what Hera's done to her. So she becomes so angry that that anger transforms her into an immortal being. Where then she now vows to suck the blood from children because she's jealous of their mothers. She's jealous of the fact that they can have children and now she can't because when she became an immortal being, the bottom half of her turned into a snake. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, how does this keep going? Like, how do vampires end up as Dracula and Edward Cullen? Because this is like the opposite of Damon Salvatore. This doesn't make sense. What do you mean, yeah. right? But it kept going because a lot of things. So if the The first thing was porphyria, which is actually a disease that people have. And it means that there's this heme. It's this iron-rich pigment in your blood. And people who have pyrophobia or whatever, they don't produce... Produce enough heme. So it makes them super sensitive to sunlight. And back in the day, they would say that, hey, if you just drink some blood, it could solve that imbalance. So then you have the whole myth of okay, vampires don't like sun and they like to drink blood to strengthen themselves, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And then you have something called catalepsy. So catalepsy was associated with epilepsy and schizophrenia. And during cataleptic episodes, a person would just kind of like freeze up and go rigid and their heart rate would slow down. And they could be like this for hours or just days. So that's why you have a lot of cases that we've heard of where like people will just like wake up in a morgue. and they'll be like well I'm not dead um hi (laughs) so it's it's because of cataleptic shock so their heart rate slows down you can't detect a pulse
2: what they're frozen
1: they're very rigid, almost like a regular corpse would be. So they get mistaken for a corpse. So then they have these cataleptic episodes. And now doctors back in the day, they don't have the tools. They're like, um, this person's dead. And back in the day, they also didn't have the tools to like give you an embalming process. So these days when you die, you go to a funeral home and they like do some shit to your inside. So you're not like leaking in your coffin and shit. Um, but back in the day, they didn't. So they would just bury you. And most of the time you wouldn't even get a coffin. They would just like bury you in like shallow dirt because like who Has the time to dig five feet under the ground? They're just like, just dig a little light hole and cover her in dirt, right? Uh And so they'd have this massive funeral. They'd cover you in dirt, and then you would wake up from your cataleptic shock, and you would just kind of like crawl yourself out of there, (laughs) and you too would be confused because you're like, what did I just experience? Like, I don't remember anything that's happened. And you would find your way with like dirt in your fingernails, like dirt all over you, back at your mom's house, and you're like, mom, (laughs) um, what happened? Yeah, and that's why the rumor that vampires are the undead Mm. so they just don't die yeah and a lot of them uh, will go back to their graves so vampires back in the day did not just like live in mansions in georgia like the vampire diaries (laughs) i know it's shocking it's kind of weird um they would actually live in their graves so you would bury them they'd pretend to be dead and then they'd come out in the middle of the night to like suck blood and then they'd go back into their grave then the way that they would find these vampires is they would get a virgin boy this is very specific, okay? So they get a virgin boy and they would get a virgin stallion, a horse, okay? And it always had to be black. It had to be a black stallion horse. And they'd get a virgin boy and they'd put the virgin boy on the black stallion horse. And they would walk that stallion through the grave. And if the horse would stop at anyone's grave, fucking vampire, dude. That person in that grave is a fucking vampire. And then they would dig up the grave. Wow, uh-huh. so rude, okay? Cannot imagine. So they would dig up the grave because they're like vampire, right? Now, here's the interesting thing about decomposition is that when you are decomposing, your skin starts to recede. It starts to like shrivel up. So that's why people always have the misconception that your fingernails actually keep growing after you die. They don't. It's just because your skin pulls back so your nails look longer. But they don't actually grow, right? And then same with the hair. Your skin pulls back so it looks like your hair might be longer. Maybe it's now touching your lower back when it wasn't before. But no, it's because your skin was receding. But they would see that and they'd be like, oh my God, she's alive, right? And then it gets worse. So during the purge process, which is when you get really bloated, I've talked about this before. When you get really bloated, you have all of this shit in your stomach, okay? And it's got to come out. That's why bloated, like when you're decomposing, there's so much gas. Like,. you don't even know how much gas I mean I don't even know how much gas but I heard there's a lot of gas right and a lot of the times there will be liquid coming out of any holes that you have Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is from your mouth and it will just slide down like blood would Mm -hmm. and sometimes after it dries is the color of dried blood so it looked like that vampire you know the ones that you see on TV with just like that one little string of blood slipping out the mouth right and they'd be like oh my god see last night they must have been out of their grave sucking on some blood and then it gets worse they would literally watch corpses like Uh dead people
2: Uh
1: and if your skin was plump like if you like all that cerave that we're slathering all over our faces right now back in the day they'd be like fucking vampire because if your face stayed plump and healthy looking after death instead of looking disgusting like they assumed you would Mm -hmm. you're a vampire Mm. Yeah, they wouldn't be like, drop that skin carotene. They'd be like, oh my God, drop dead because you're a vampire. Mm. Yeah, so um, that's how the whole thing of vampires came about. What was I talking about? <laughs> yeah, so then... Um,
2: I don't know, like, why Why do you think people called him a vampire?
1: Because he drank blood. That is really only but something vampires does so do. But he so
2: much way, things way more gruesome than drinking blood.
1: Yeah, but I think it's his hands.
2: Yeah, I think it might be just a hand. I think it's the hands and then the one
1: drinking of the blood. And you're like, (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but there was this whole debate about vampirism around it too. Because they were like, see, we make vampires look too cool. And then we're going to get like serial killers who drink blood. Uh, Who
2: wants to be a vampire. Yeah, they're going to
1: be like, let's just drink blood. Ah. Also, this is not me. I am not a Karen, okay? I am someone, i stay in my own lane. <laughs> I don't care what people do as long as it's consensual between adults, right? I know that there is a community of vampires out there, like I saw on Reddit as well. And there is a big group of people who do drink each other's blood. And they all get tested for any blood-related diseases. I mean, I really do hope that they're toning things down during the time of the pandemic. But without it, I am not the type that'll be like, make them stop. I just believe that if you want to suck blood with your partner and you guys consent and it's tested (sighs) do it
2: disclaimer is this i don't know
1: What? i don't know i just don't want anyone to think that i'm like trying to make a bad rep for vampires like i know it's a community of people and like again it's like the bdsm community like if it's consensual you guys are tested you guys are doing it safely do it you know like i am not going to be the one that's like oh no And I also think it comes with age. You know, when I was younger, when I was in high school, I had so many opinions about everything. I thought I knew everything. But the older I get, the more I realize I know nothing about anyone or anything. So I'm really not going to judge nobody, okay? Like, you can be a vampire if you want to be. (laughs) Yeah, it got really weird, but I just thought the history of vampires was so interesting. But also, most vampires these days are part of the aura vampires, I think. I don't know. Please let me know if I'm wrong because I just started researching this like a couple days ago. But apparently they it's like where they feed off of energy. Mm. So it's not actually blood, which that seems safer, right? So they like to be around mm-hmm. people who have different energy from them and they will just kind of wean their energy. Mm. But it could be draining for the victim. Well, not victim, but the other party.
2: Damn. Good vibes.
1: Good vibes. Good vibes (laughs) only, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So that is it for today's episode of the Rotten Mango. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was very crazy. It was all over the place. That
2: picture I saw at the beginning, his hand. Wow. Yeah, maybe we should look at his hands. Yeah, that really, I think, set the tone for for everything.
1: Well... I hope you guys enjoyed. And make sure to use our code ROTTEN if you guys are going to get some new hair care from Function of Beauty. Again, that's the best way to support our podcast is to let Function of Beauty know, hey, I heard about you. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. We will be back in a couple of days with a mini sewed, which is our Baking a Mystery episode. And I'll see you guys then. Oh, no. Bye. Sorry. Wrong outro.
2: Bye.